Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The season was autumn. The year, 2016. Two guys, one microphone, and a love of D&D. That's where this all started. And now... Hello and welcome, heroes, to episode 300 of Crit Academy Podcast. I am your host, Justin. I'm your co-host, Ian. I'm your co-host, Brandon. I'm your co-host, Austin. And I'm your co-host, Ryan. Damn, that porn stash, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't realize that. I actually knew this Ryan, apparently. Is that that Navy regulation? (laughs) Today, we are taking a trip down memory lane. Yep. And we are so excited to have both our former co-hosts, <laughs> Austin and Ryan, along for the ride. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Woo. Ryan was Woo. my first co-host, me and him, locked in my clo- in my dark room all alone back in 2016, early oh, 2017. No. Um, it was awkward. Yes, we made yeah, it, it was awkward. <laughs> and then <laughs> Brandon and Ian joined, you know, in 2017, and Austin... Uh, joined Ian in 2019 and 2020 after Brandon took a couple forced years off <laughs> and now <laughs> we're all five back together yeah for an episode oh yeah and I am super excited for this I'm psyched <laughs> before we get too much into it obviously the inquiring minds want to know what have you guys been up to so since Austin actually showed up first, I'm going to give him the floor. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since you abandoned, I mean, left us. You know, it's funny because I thought I was going to be late and then I realized, no, it's these fucks. I'm early. <laughs> <laughs> every Something's time I, never changed. I didn't get the first one here. I tried to be, d- d- get here fair. at 6.30, but I swear every time I tried to walk out the door, somebody made me turn back around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, how do I sum up like three years two oh years my ago. god it really has oh yeah i was like Almost what do i even years. say at this point six for uh, me. yeah i was gonna say I it's know. been like yeah for you oh, shit um Back in my day uh, we only had two well <laughs> just been kind of working man uh obviously i got tattooed you guys can barely see it on the screen but i absolutely got my arm it's fucked up dope as oh hell. yeah um Sasuke! it hurt don't let anyone tell you otherwise shit hurts uh <laughs> that just hurt yeah it's not says they don't as an asshole yeah it's like no nah, it's just or they awful. like pain 
Yeah, or they like pain, which I guess, you know, up to you, I guess. I don't know. Um, Beyond that, um, I've been kind of like working up in my company. So now I'm full time at Barnes & Noble and I can kind of just do almost whatever there now. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, Almost went up to the ladder a little bit more, but unfortunately I did not get the position. But who cares? You'll get there. Um, Who do I have to take out? Uh, I, know, I know two Navy guys. I gotta we, get. Some, we gotta be able to get something done. Navy, not special forces. <laughs> Isn't that where the seals are? Uh, yeah. Well, I was saying instead of <laughs> yep. seals, maybe you're little baby turtles, but you can still do something. I saw four <laughs> ninja turtles. turtles that were kicking ass, right? Oh my god. <laughs> so uh, that's exciting. Um, beyond that, <laughs> just been kind of saving up money and hoping I can do something later. I don't know. What's your plan? Not sure yet. I'm gonna be honest, just kind of coasting. And that's for now. okay, just coasting. Figure it out. <laughs> with everything, with all of inflation, man, look. How <laughs> <laughs> I like it with my extra nine dollars a dozen. <laughs> Ryan, what about you, boss? Bye, chicken. Uh, yeah. So I decided to move half the country away. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, actually, it's coming up on three years now. Uh, February 24th of this year will be three years since I decided to join the Navy. I will since I left Woo! for the Navy. Jeez. You know, it's funny because I remember seeing on Facebook that you joined, and I was like, holy shit, he went and did it. You know? <laughs> Mad lad. Yeah. Um, like, Fuck college. I'm out of here. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> that's where we met. So. That's the main thing I've been doing. Um, I'm in the, the Navy's nuclear power program. So uh, I'm currently a, a staff instructor at the nuclear prototype training unit in Charleston. Apparently. It yeah. sounds like it was an accident. It probably was. <laughs> Wrote uh, down his name wrong in the something, area. Something's very common with the Navy's being voluntold. Uh, so, uh, like marriage. So yeah, I mean, I work on like a rotating shift. So that's like like we were just talking about before we went live. I'm on overnights right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. I go to work and I train a bunch of 18 and 19 year old kids fresh out of high school how to operate a nuclear reactor underwater. So you know, that's not terrifying at all. But, oh, that, does, that, uh, that sounds safe. Doesn't sound like you're gonna blow up and die or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. right. Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I yeah. just want to take as long as they roll they, above a five, you're good. Got, you're, you're fine. They got hella procedures on submarines. We're fine. <laughs> Let's take a moment yeah. to appreciate that Ryan looks like he's eighteen or nineteen with the fourteen. I look like what? Fourteen. You're eighteen or nineteen. To me, oh. you're still like I'm so damn old. Like I still see you as like this. Yeah, I'm about to be twenty-seven. College kid. Twenty-seven. I know. In two months. I'm getting old. I was gonna say I turned twenty-eight and like three, and it's so I know. weird. We're ten years older than you. What the? fuck yeah <laughs> once again that just adds a level of creepy when it was just the yeah, two dude, of us in like with a batman bringing on robin and talk about D. <laughs> come with me if you want to live i'll show you my dice <laughs> dice dice baby all right so <laughs> we're gonna we're no, gonna get into no, this man. uh we are obviously taking a trip down memory lane talk about some of our favorite moments on the show maybe our favorite topics obviously we're a bunch of fuck off so it'll probably just be pure humor not related <laughs> oh, to yeah, actual value to you but hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation i know we are going to absolutely love it part of rpgs and games like that in general <laughs> what makes them fun are the memories that we forge together as friends and family absolutely and i'm super excited um to have those memories so and of course Anyone who's uh, watching us right now, be sure to share your favorite memories of us in chat, too, if anything comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds great. So, which knucklehead wants to go first? You know what? We'll roll a D20 and find out. Have Ryan go first. Yeah, have Ryan go first. He's the... Man, they really just, like, throw the guy that hasn't been on the show in six yeah, years under the bus. Yeah, throw him under the bus. It's fine. <laughs> the spotlight is on you. 
Yeah. Um, so one of the ones I want to talk about, uh, I don't, I can't remember for the life of me if we streamed or recorded this game or, at all or not. Um, but this was like, I think this was one of my first or second times ever DMing a game. Um, Cause I was like, Hey, I, I kind of want to like start DMing. And Justin was like, yeah, dude, come over and we'll run a game. I was like, okay. So I uh, made like a little, <clears throat> little like one shot campaign or whatever. And like the main villain uh, was this guy named, I believe his name was Felix. It uh, was. <laughs> top voice like this. Um, but he also had a really severe stutter. Um, and so little known fact about me, uh, when I was very young, I also had a pretty severe stutter and went through like five years of pretty intensive speech okay. therapy to get rid of it. Um, and so I spent, you know, three or four hours of this campaign just like stuttering as much as I physically could. And I'm afraid to do it now to like to demonstrate because of what happened. Uh, because then for the next week or two, um, I kept stuttering again. And I, I like could not stop <laughs> stuttering like in my real life from doing this game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's just one of the ways that uh, this show has negatively impacted my life. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, and I remember man. when you came back the next <gasps> week. And we're talking yeah. about it. The fear in your eyes was like, oh, my God, dude, I couldn't turn it off. <laughs> I will never forget that because I saw genuine fear. Oh, yeah, God. I, I thought I was so going to have to go back to speech therapy. Oh, man. <laughs> this up a good question for the audience. Have you ever played an NPC with such an outrageous voice that you did the entire game and was really hard to stop doing when you were done? Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. I've, I've had issues like that before. There was uh, – actually, right. I think uh, Ryan would remember this. I, I think it was in a game he was running or you were running and <laughs> I played an elf that had like a, this uh, my friend, we're going to conquer this dungeon with the best of us. And I had this really thick, trying to do this Indian accent. And then <laughs> I joined his guild on world of Warcraft and we're talking to all the people and I had the same thing. And I was kept that going for like a month and then he finally found out because uh, someone didn't somebody ask you in the guild about me being Middle Eastern? Yeah, it was. You're like, no. <laughs> one of my friends was like, "Yeah, what's, your, what's your Michigan. friend's name?" And I was like, he tried to describe. He's like, "Yeah, the, the like Middle Eastern." Guy. I was like, "I don't have a Middle Eastern friend that joined the guild." He's like, "Yeah, you do." And he was like, "What's his name?" He looked it up. He's like, "Oh, it's this the Zelgatis guy." I was like, "Dude, he is very white." <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh my goodness! That was the that was the funniest thing ever. Absolutely wonderful. I was like, "Listen, my friends, can you help me with this dungeon? I cannot solo it yet." <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, I, that's no. a, that the story of the stutter and NPC was awesome. Not only for the stuttering reasons, but because you tricked our asses. Because he didn't take, get into details of Felix, but Felix hired us as adventurers to steal this widget. It's like a horn or something. Mm-hmm. And the horn like bound him to a mortal form, and then when we gave it to him, his bitch ass turned into a beholder. Oh yeah! Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, that was the. I don't. Did you come up with that on your own? That was a funny yeah. adventure. Because that was <sighs> awesome. I, was I mean, just, it was kind of like I just like retconned. I was like, okay, I know I want the bad guy to be a beholder. How do I make them just run into a beholder? So I was like, well, I'll just make a guy turn into him. <laughs> 
That's brilliant. I that remember that awesome. being one of the few times actually you did a good job role-playing, because, like, the character I built, I just, like, clicked with that character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you were, like, the monk, right? The, like, little, like, the no. gnome monk? No. Actually, actually, I was a, actually, I was a fighter. Who's oh. the archer? Because he... Oh, okay. So, anyways, yeah, that was one of the coolest adventures that I had been on. Um, not because he got the stutter problem, but because the character <laughs> was interesting. The adventure was interesting. Yep. And, and honestly, it was memorable, matters, right? Yeah, right. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really, really good one. That's a hell of a way to start oh, off yeah. the show, man. I like that. What else we got? Uh, <laughs> I don't man, know. Man, I remember when, like, when we talked to fucking like to elect the barbarian, and we <laughs> fucking talked to the dungeon dudes. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what the fuck am I doing here? I felt like I was so long. <laughs> I was just some dude in the middle of buttfuck nowhere talking to these guys who have like hundreds we've, of thousands of subscribers, and I'm like, uh. We've definitely got some solid guests throughout the years. No question about that. I think and it's I, probably. And I mean, we've also had some not as good guests too. Yeah, I won't say that, any names. But... That's been pointed out to me before. We're just like, could that person have been any more boring? <laughs> but like, yeah. we've also had some guys on who are like actually like really like nice dudes, and yep. like yeah. they they obviously had a love for the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's yeah. one of the benefits. And I don't know if we had any guests when you were on. Uh, I don't think we had started doing that. No, yet, did we? Couple. Uh, we didn't have any. So when we were doing it, we weren't even like recording video yet. We were just right. instead two yeah. guys in a dark room. Um, <laughs> We had, I can't remember his name. Uh, we had uh, Benoit from Garblinstone, for sure. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Because um, I think he was our first guest, right? Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah so I, was, yeah, uh, I was still around when we had him on the first two times, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's one of the biggest parts of my show, the, the show that I think is okay. memorable. Okay. Yeah. Who was your favorite guest? Who is my favorite guest? Yeah. I feel like that's going to be shots fired if I pick one. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Or you but... can pop out and say Garwin. <laughs> no, Garwin pays me, so that'd be a paid promotion. And then we have to put a little tag at the bottom of the show. Um, oh, no, sure so honestly, I, we've had a lot of guests. But if, if you want an honest answer, yeah, um, I would have to say Jeff Stevens. Oh, Not yeah, because, that's fair. Because if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would have became publishers. Do you remember what yeah. he said to us? Yeah. Yeah. When we asked him about uh, how he be- joined DMs Guild and how he became a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that don't rem- know this, he said, I was going through some of the content. I've always wanted to be a writer. I yeah. was going through some of the content that was on DMs Guild mm-hmm. and read it and was like, I can write at least I this good. Say, I remember yeah. him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually. he's like, why not try it? Yeah, and he yeah. did. In that line is what drove us into mm-hmm. becoming it was like I mean, well no, if that yeah look at there's work. yeah there's one over there there's three behind me i still have me. my copy of memorable monsters i know exactly where it's at on my desk yep. <laughs> where yep. it sits and doesn't move i mean it's there <laughs> you know in chat civil was says his favorite memory is the times he got to be guest here on the show filling I mean, in absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah uh if you guys don't know matt's a close uh friend of ours and mm-hmm. he really uh fills in nicely for that seat right there um not, not that wasn't a shot at Brandon. <laughs> I know, I know. More obvious than I can't that. be here. No, yeah. he fills in when he. Uh, Brandon has daddy issues. I mean, when Brandon, <laughs> I, I swear I'm not. I'd trying. rather, I'd rather say daddy issues than kitty issues. Uh, either way, you've got issues, right? Uh, anyways, um, so when we need to fill in, uh, Matt always comes on and brings a lot of good content. So. And Matt has also been part of our live streams too for yep. our. 
Oh man, that's another whole thing. When oh we did yeah, plane shifters. Yes, man. So those of you who don't that know, we do stream some of our uh, games, and they were pretty. Uh, and they're quite a blast. And actually, I have two memories I want to share that I remember from uh, our campaign. Let let let's hear it, my friend. I mean, that's what we're here. And for if you've today. got any questions about any of this stuff, Ryan, feel free to jump in <laughs> and Thanks, ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll keep up. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Absolutely. This was a great idea on your part, by the way. Uh-oh, I don't have those anymore, oh. anyway. Yeah. When we put Austin's... Ah. When Austin's character was put on trial and playing shit just on Ravnica... That was one of the best moments in D&D I've ever had. <laughs> now, Not even close to it. Like, God, that was awesome. Well, here's why. Because the that section of the game focused so much on you, especially mm-hmm. since our characters weren't present, we weren't there. So, yeah. Justin... Wrote up some dossiers for angels who were basically like the judges on the council. I was literally put on trial. Yeah, and you and you handed it out to us. Mm-hmm. And That's he's funny. like, it's like here's here's the guidelines. Play them how you want. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the one I was given Nathaniel, which I found hilarious because my brother's name's Nathan. <laughs> yep. When I described, I'm like, okay, basically picture a angel who has like a black skin. But it looks like he stepped out of a forge, so it has a glow to it. Mm-hmm. He's wearing black armor. He has red light coming out from the seams. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how I said that word for a word, but I remember also going, I am terrified of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I suck at descriptions. That means I did a good job, but that was his reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being like, oh, man. It was like, I think it was something along the lines of, that one scares me the most. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I, and I agree. That was, that's the second time I've done the court scene thing. Yeah. And it's the second time it's been one of my favorite role play moments. It's be, I think it's because like, I'm not it, doing the it work. Make, it makes the uh, <laughs> players like demand so much attention to their detail. Mm-hmm. And then they get so much push or pull into the story suddenly. Yeah. And the part I like about that too, though, is either only one character was the focus, even though one of our characters were there, you kept the other players involved. And yeah. that was a great way to do it. Yeah. Instead of me trying to play five people. Yeah. Uh, which would be, yeah. I tough. still think I kept myself as one. You did. And you did. I gave you guys all my, but uh, you kind of took the back seat in that encounter and i remember yeah, they all kind of I think took i might do that again the main that would be good it works out really really well a- every time it, yeah. it includes everyone so yep. and... have you ever been in anything like that ryan not in like a <clears throat> like a trial scene or anything like that but it definitely sounds interesting um oh, it's, it's definitely fun do you do you yeah. still make time to play tabletop games or i know you're probably busy being a navy man i haven't in the last few years or not a few years uh like year or so but when i was when i was still in training uh, me and some of my mm-hmm. friends were running. Uh, I ran um, Horde of the Dragon Queen for a couple of my friends. Um, yep. They were all like first timers had never played, but they really wanted to play D anD. d So we actually have on base. Um, there's like a, a game store. Um, it's like a Magic the Gathering D anD. d And then like a, cool. a, a what do they call like internet cafes where you like pay ten dollars an hour to like play on their computers or whatever. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so we would go there and hang out, and, uh, you know, it's been probably about a year or so since I've played, but, yeah. And another memory from the same campaign, too, is, this is, like, when we were getting near the end of it, Mm -hmm. we were having this, like, climactic fight over a stone bridge that was over lava. I remember that. And even my girlfriend Gigi commented on this. Giant fucking bird. Yeah, like, at one point, (laughs) one of the opponents in the opposing party... The drone went, I'll handle these guys, you all move forward. And oh, a bridge version summoned eight T Rexes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And that was going to be like a hard fight, even for us, at the level we were at. Yeah. And then the Jew had tried to escape by, what was it, while jumping to a mosquito and flying away. Yep, flying yep, away. yep. And then I managed to position my character at the right angle with Merle, fired, right. hit him in his mosquito form with a with his arcane turret, which pushed him backwards. And because mosquitoes have no health, he turned back turned into back his to regular form and then fell, fell to his death. death over off the bridge. And then I went, wait a second, aren't some of the spells concentration? And just like your face doesn't morph and went, I was oh crap! Pissed. <laughs> I forgot. It's like he's dead. They're gone. That hard encounter just literally went poof. <laughs> yeah, Li- but in the most literal fashion, we we were about to fight a bunch of fucking T Rexes, and next thing you know, we weren't. And I was like, oh thank God, I was surrounded by four of them on a single slab of bridge that's all crumbling around me. I'm like, this is gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Fantastic. I might live through this. I probably won't. Which means I did the smart play. <laughs> yeah, you did. did. Absolutely. That's why I hate playing with you. <laughs> He's really he, he kind of reminds me of Ryan too. You both are very tactical uh when you play. While you typically follow the the role play when you're in battle, you're just you two are terrifying. <laughs> and yep. that makes it interesting for me. Yeah. And I run straight forward like an absolute maniac like he wants. <laughs> I love it because <laughs> I there, there's a few things I can always count on for Austin and Absolutely. I like mind control spells. And Absolutely. I can genuinely know he will follow through with it, so he always becomes my target. I'm always the guy who's <laughs> like, you need me to kill my friends? Oh, buddy, this is the best part of D&D. <laughs> PvP, just like, I've been man. waiting for this since level one. <laughs> PvP was enabled, fucks. <laughs> it's like when a level 60 freaking warrior swoops into Goldshire and just demolishes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the time? Ow! I forgot about that one. What? Uh, <laughs> he, he also, Satchel <laughs> Pig was oh like, I enjoy how Ian Breaks encounters oh, stories man. of them. Surprise one being bashing aerial mounts and surprise inspections. Remember the surprise oh, inspection back when we were yeah. in fucking uh, Storm King's Thunder, I think is what it was? <laughs> or we gave, you gave me a clipboard and I actually used the clipboard no. to take notes on the whole thing about the super weapon so I could go over when we actually <laughs> needed to, needed turn, to it turn it off. It on. And off. I was like, yeah, but I took notes. And yeah. you're like, you did. <laughs> that, plus he used it to bypass encounters. Yep. Hilariously. So, I, I, for those of you who don't know, they were in the stupid forge with orcs mm-hmm. or ogres. And ogres aren't smart, so this owl's like, poof, I got a clipboard. Yeah, and then uh, we just so, bounced off one another. inspection, and they're like... Surprise inspection. Is there inspection today? I don't really like these. Carry was on. It, wasn't this in the mountain? It was. Yes. It was. Sure was. Storm King's that's, Thunder. That's when we got locked into the, uh, the kitchen. <laughs> somebody spilled Giant a pot kitchen. of boiling water and it got turned into rough terrain. Yep. Yeah. Only, like, if you ended boiling your soup. You take yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You guys. Chef Boyer Dirt. Oh, my God. Oh, Lordy. So, so back in Plane Shifters where uh, you accidentally cashed the, sp- the banish spell on me and thank goodness it was me because I resisted it and I almost got pooped from the campaign. Yeah. That that almost, that almost literally just happened. So I ran a, I run a game for uh, <laughs> our uh, Emerald. So, so anyways, <laughs> I'm running. They're, they're in the okay. Feywild. <laughs> they're fighting a wizard and he it banishes uh, it banishes Garwin. Garwin's character, Versable. Oh, no. And I'm just thinking, oh, he's out. The, the big broody barbarian's out for a minute. Great. We all just kind of, it dawns on us. Wait a second. He's not from this plane. I'm pretty sure it stipulates if you're cast on a plane, you return to your home plane. Yep. So he appeared in an outhouse 
raging, crazy barbarian busts out of the outhouse and just slaughters all these innocent and gets held for the next minute. Every time it was his turn, it was him role-playing him, the big bad monster that puffed out of the middle of nowhere and just started massacring people. Oh, no. Until it finally ended and he poofed back. Now there's a city out there that's just been decimated <laughs> by this monstrous orc oh my that God. just appeared, destroyed a bunch of stuff, stuff, and then disappeared. And it was glorious. Oh, yeah. my God. So... Let's reel it back in a little bit away from yeah, just yeah, the, yeah, the role yeah, play yeah. games. But um, Brandon, did you have something related to some of the, the episodes or shows that's favorite memory of yours? Oh, I mean, you've so had like many. three weeks to there's, pick one. Well, there's a lot of it. Yeah, that's the, problem. that's the problem. One of my favorite things, though, is uh, there's a item that you created that is in one of my campaigns and is wreaking havoc in the Beautiful. best way possible. I've made 300 of and them. Can you is, be a little more specific? The Bag of Scalding. Yes! The back oh of the He doesn't have a Medea voice or anything like that, but he's still a dick. You didn't, you didn't wa- give it a, a Walita voice? No. Juanita. 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 Said he's, he sounds more like a, a cocky Italian. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> what did I tell you? You did not stick stuff in my hole without asking. Uh, <laughs> the issue is that um, uh, our warlock, she's the one that has they become best friends, and she's trying to talk me into saying it. Since he's bag holding and he can learn verbal components and he's a magical item, can I somehow teach him to do vicious mockery? Like, uh, maybe I might let that actually happen because that'd be really funny. <laughs> so what she do? She puts a deck of many things into it, and every once in a while, when he sneezes, the car gets blown out. God, and I, I stipulate in my campaign that if you have the deck of many many things, you have to look at the card for it to work. If you draw a card, okay, nothing happens. But That's if you look great. at it, then it dissipates. It sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> and a card fell down in this crowd, a city of people. Oh, no! And some uh, 18-year-old kid picked it up, and it was the Avatar of Death. Oh, no! He <laughs> <laughs> just appeared, and then disappeared. That was it. Bow before <laughs> me! And the, this entire street of merchants are like, What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> the guards are everywhere looking around, and the party's just like, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. That's great. That was yeah. the, I mean, no one could find out. All they know is I, that this giant Grim Reaper thing with a scythe just went down with. I just love that. that guy. <laughs> and it's because it makes fun of people that yes. he wants to teach it vicious mockery mm-hmm. because of what it says. You know, if you want to fit the mechanics to it, have her multi class and take the the feat that lets you learn a cantrip. Yeah. And then the the one that lets you cast spells as a bonus oh, action, uh, quick, in, the meta magic one, initi- uh, magical initiate. Yeah, because then you can. All, yeah. Is that the one that also <laughs> t- you can use quick and mag- quick and? Uh, no. Which no, one? There's one that lets you use the pick a meta magic, right? Yeah. There is one, but that's not magic. That's initiate. the one. I, that's I, the if she gets else, the cantrip, yeah. and then picks up quicken, she can <laughs> use the mechanic as intended <laughs> and just say it's coming from the bag of scolding. That works. Ugh. And you don't got to break the game, or you could just give that feature to the or just break the bag game. of scolding. Or just break the game, yeah. yeah. Or just break. We know it's way more fun to just break the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. That's, That's the, the best point part of magic of it. items. So, uh, uh, also, um, Matt brought up a good one, and that's good time. Yeah, good, good time. time. Oh, good time. God. Oh my I god, remember can... good time, man. Back in fucking. Uh, oh, that was also Avernus. Is that what no? That was no, 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 Dragon no. Heist, was and I would just like Dragon to say Dragon Heist. There oh is God. no heist in Dragon Heist, so that's a bullshit name, oh Wizards God, of the Coast. I bought that expecting a heist adventure, and I did not get one, and I've been devastated ever since. It, it's it's a treasure hunt. That's it. And that's bullshit. Isn't that the one where we had the Kenku die with us? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the very last session. Oh my God. Yeah, that yeah. tore me up, dude. I was and so sad. Like, we had this Kenku with us, and now he's dead. Yeah. 
That and we were forced one. to fight him and kill yeah, him ourselves. Yeah, we were forced to fight him. Actually, it was so because yeah. Brandon Wild shipped into a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and then he found out at the end, Xanathar uh, is a prick. Yeah. It's yeah. Which I mean, that's that sounds in line with Xanathar. So, an episode that I really loved, and oh. I feel like impacted me more than a lot was the story branching episode. I don't know if you guys remember this. This was a really, really long time ago. I actually think it was with you, uh, Ryan. And, uh, I mean, it, like, the top, it's, like, in the first, like, 10 or 15 episodes. Then, yeah, probably. And yeah. this was an, um, this is more from a game mastering standpoint. Mm-hmm. Researching this and this methodology made me a better game master overnight. Yep. And if you don't know uh, the story branching or you need a, a reminder, I've always played D&D. You roll a die to pick the lock. Oh, you failed. Can I try again? Sure. Roll a die. And I always fell into that you can keep trying, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I would just say you can't try no more, which that's that's no fun. No. Yeah. <clears throat> when When I researched that episode for us, learning that there should be a split in the story based on a die roll. It's not just you failed. It's a range. You roll the dice. You get it from 20 to 1. What happens? You failed. That's not a branch in the story. That's a dead end. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when we did this, I learned that, okay, you rolled a 3. All right, you spend the next 15 minutes picking the lock. Um, you hear some footsteps coming across down the hallway so now we went from i failed to you're taking a long time and oh here comes a guard and that single line of huh that's a philosophy that i forget that like needs to exist in D &D, honestly and and this is one of the first episodes we did and it made me uh, a better game master overnight and i have never forgotten that and because of that i feel like that's why i excel at being a gm because of that philosophy and it also ties really well with other player characters why can't the barbarian kick down the door as the or or the the rogue is picking the lock yeah Mm -hmm. he goes to kick it he rolls a three well he kicked the rogue so (laughs) (laughs) there's always that yes that that is what i found is using it how does this branch in the story Oh, you try to kick it with all your mighty brute strength, and boom! It's like hitting a brick wall. What was that? You noise? realize that <laughs> because you stubbed your toe, your movements have for your next combat encounter. No, but okay, whatever. No, what it is is it's got metal. It's got <laughs> reinforced metal joints. Yep. What that means now is the wizard or the druid who has heat metal can just melt the damn hinges. Yeah. All because of a failure on the barbarian's part. The story mm-hmm. branches in a new way that opens it up to other people. Wow, you actually found the episode. That's impressive. Episode 26! 26. <laughs> God damn. Wow. This is where has got like a list somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. No, her Google Foo is strong. <laughs> so I don't know if <laughs> how that feels to you guys, but that was one of the episodes that I just realized, not only is there something to this show, but I have a lot to learn because at that point I thought 
I would argue that I was a pretty good GM already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also proves that even as a veteran, there's so much more for us to always learn. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's really easy when you're DMing to like railroad, right? Like, because you have the pat, like you, you created a story and you're like, all right, yeah, this is what I want to happen. And then, you know, <clears throat> in order for them to, you know, fulfill your story, they need to succeed on this check. So you're just like, try again, try again, try again. Instead yep. of like finding a way, okay, well, they, they, they can't pass this article or this obstacle. But what's another way I can get them around it? You know, maybe, okay, they can't they can't go the stealth approach anymore. Okay, maybe they kick down the door. Everyone knows they're here now and they have to fight their way through or something like that, right? Yeah. It's funny you say that because one of the strategy I used once is they need to go through this door to get where they're going. So they, they're kicking down the door. It gets stuck a little bit with a bad roll. The other guys know they're on. They all had their actions readied. So when the barbarian kicked the door in for the second time, he got pelted with a barrage of crossbow bolts and started the fight almost dead. Which makes sense. Because guess what he isn't doing when he kicked down the door? Raging. Wasn't raging. And guess what they learned? I'm not going to kick the door down anymore. <laughs> or the rugged thing is only to pick the door. As he's doing it, send the door opens as the guard steps out on patrol. Hello. <laughs> kick him in the face. Uh-huh. Get him! <laughs> so those are really good points. You were going to add to that? I don't remember. It's okay. Uh, anybody else got anything to add to it? Because that was that was that was one of the episodes that we did that just. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, I was just gonna say that like D and D is so freeform that sometimes you really do just kind of forget that like you don't have to like railroad people into right. like, this like certain obstacle that you want them to do. You and, have options. Yeah, and as a I think as a DM, you kind of have to remember that like oh yeah they can just solve this this way. I guess I could see that working, and then let it work for they all failed their shit i gotta give them a pass somehow (laughs) and i think that that is kind of part of what makes uh rpgs fun oh yeah and that's almost like part of why like i usually recommend like first time dms to like not run a pre-made campaign because like with that you only have what they tell you exists and the second your players are like Oh, okay, that's cool. You want us to go to the keep? Well, what's going on at that tavern over there? And you're just like, the book doesn't say anything about a tavern. Like, absolutely. Yeah, right. So, like, and then you end up like make you flustered, right? And then you end up making stuff up on the spot, and then hopefully it fits in with the rest of the story. Um, so at that point, just make your own story. Like, even if you don't have anything, even if you don't have a full story when you start, make it as you go. Figure it out. The players will help you. Yeah. Don't make something. This this asshole right here, I don't even think he knows how a notebook works. Like, he tells amazing stories without writing shit down, and it pisses me off all the time. I use a notebook. I don't believe you. You're lying to me. I use it for damage. <laughs> <laughs> I got to nope, track somehow. This person's dead. <laughs> like, how much damage you don't? Okay. But that's a, that's a skill set not everyone has. Yeah. yeah. To be able to do it and do it consistently and reliably to the point that you can keep the story together. Me, I can write it out and I still can't keep the story together half the time. I write bullet points mm-hmm. and everything else is just like, eh, whatever the players want. Here's the, here's the, uh, the breadcrumbs. The breadcrumbs. Oh, they didn't follow that. Okay, whatever. Let's yeah. see whether they go because players will tell you what's in, in what interests them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And all you have to do is listen. Now I only listen about half the time, so I kind of get it mixed up sometimes, but what? I try. What? Do you remember? Do you remember if we ever had Michael on the show in any capacity? I know we were playing with him at the time. Like there were pictures of him in the intro role, yeah. but 
I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. If I don't think he was ever on the show, show but he might have a... been in one of our like recorded games. Maybe. I think it was in one of the. Was it... yeah? It's been a long time. Why do you ask? Yeah. Uh. So I was just. I was thinking about. Uh. So for those of you that don't know, the way I started playing D anD D is me and my friend Michael. Which, if you remember in the intro clip, he was the skinny kid with the green hair. Um. He's not so Brandon. Jack the other now. skinny kid with the green hair uh and uh yeah yeah he is now yeah he's jacked now <laughs> um but me and him were just like i kind of want to learn how to play D. so we just went to this game store that was in our hometown and we're like hey uh, there's a D game that goes here how do we play and then justin happened to be the one running the game that week and so he like taught us how to play and like rolled our first characters with us and stuff and yeah. uh went from there I just wanted to say, if you're talking about Archangel's game, that's where I met Justin, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Is that where I met you guys? I think I did. I think I ran a game for you. Yeah, yeah, so that's what, yeah. Um, sorry, I thought you didn't oh tell me to wait. Um, okay. Yeah, so you ran a game for us, and his, uh, all I remember about his character, for the most part, was he was a dwarf paladin named Brotor, uh, and you <laughs> were, like, beta testing a new homebrew rule. Where if you rolled a one on an attack roll, you rolled again. And if you rolled less than whatever it was, your weapon broke. Michael broke all of his weapons. (laughs) In one fight? (laughs) In one fight. And then was like, I don't have anything. And my character was next to him. And I had like an extra hand crossbow that I wasn't using. I was like, here, don't break this. First attack, (laughs) he breaks the fucking crossbow. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. Now, mind you guys, the number to break for a common weapon was like under four. So you had to roll a one and then roll under a four for a weapon to break. And then you could craft weapons oh, that no. wouldn't yeah. break. Yeah, it was impressive items. that he did this. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. like this was some like oppressive rule that just made it impossible to play the game. You had to it just... fail to even have a chance to break it. <laughs> it just occurred crazy. to me that, well... First off, it's a shame Archangel Angel Games closed down because I left the store. But it just occurred to me, if that store never existed, this show would not exist. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Good old domino effect, I guess. You're right. <laughs> I think it would just be different people. No, it would not exist, period. <laughs> no. I wouldn't have made this show. Oh, shit. I yeah, know. I mean, that's just... Thank you, Archangel Games. Huh? Or half my friends, yeah, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. If I didn't meet Ryan in fucking college, I would have never met you guys. Yeah, I think I ran after that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I met you at a uh, convention. You're like, hey, you're friends with Ryan. Like, hey, yeah, we are. It's good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. And hey, come play D&D with small us. Small world. <laughs> I was like, come uh, into my dark yeah, room. Uh, sure, I guess. <laughs> um, so another one that I loved was uh, an episode we actually had Ryan on. Yeah. And that was one of the Halloween episodes where we <laughs> spent an hour and a half creating a randomly generated adventure uh-huh which turned out to be like the exact to a t plot line to the movie it <laughs> <laughs> and we're like huh well look at that happy accident because we were all tossing in random ideas i think yeah mm-hmm. so wow i yeah. do remember that that was one of our first like that's a list of good memories there yeah also inspired yeah i think that was the first time we had anyone other than just me and you on um yeah did that. that was yeah. the first big group yeah that was fun yeah i missed that you know what my favorite Halloween episode was. So I was running uh I know what you're gonna say. 
was a uh, haunt. Yes. And I had all the lights off, and there was just candlelight and oh, yeah, flickering and everything. And I, dick. I, <laughs> there's a there's a part when you get to the second floor that you describe the kind of little bit of thumping and thumping and thumping as they get closer to the end of the hall and the door. And I had worked it out. I had called Alicia and left my phone on. So she went outside. Mind you, we're outside in the barn. All the lights are off. It's dim. There's ghostly music playing. And then I say, uh, then you hear a loud banging on the door. And she starts slamming. And everyone's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And jumped out of their skin. (laughs) Because she actually pounded on the door. It could not have gone any better than that. She's she's sitting back there just trying to hold it in. And, and I almost ruined that moment. Hey, it looks like your phone's called out. <laughs> You're like, it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other one, too. Uh, Little Heroes. Uh, when we had... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember her name. I know. Uh, Ann Gregerson. Ann Gregerson. Yes! Ann Gregerson. The leg- legend. If you don't know who she is, she is Ann, 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 Gre- Ann 30 Projects Gregerson. She had, like, 30 projects she's involved in at once with big names like Cube... Cubicle Seven and Cobalt Press. I need yeah. to thank Anne because uh, she made me like hundred eighty dollars on one session this last Halloween because I used Little Heroes and I told all my players from my two games saying I'm running a Halloween event. I want you guys to make up level ten characters, but they're gonna be kids. And they're like, oh, what? Like, yeah, they're all gonna be children, and you're all gonna have one uh, uh, positive attribute and one negative attribute because you're children. And like four of them were illiterate. Come <laughs> 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 oh, the no. door. What's this say? I don't know. I can't get past it. I'm not strong enough. What's wrong? It says pull and hit their fortune. But the whole thing was they spent the night trick-or-treating, <sighs> and I brought candy in for them. And they each got a little D20 that was orange and black because it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would go door-to-door on the map. they say, trick-or-treat. It's like, oh, hell, how, how are you guys doing? What are you dressed? Oh, you look like a ghost. You must be a goblin. You look great. And they fucking loved it until uh, they came across a kid from a neighboring uh, uh, town. Oh, saying, a kobold. What a bastard. I think he was a kobold. <laughs> of course he was. But it, yeah, he's telling stories of a, a house to the north that only appears to children who uh, are in desperate need of like a lot of candy and stuff. And it turned out to be a, a house of a hag. And when they say trick or treat, anyone who says trick or treat, she opens the door, casts sleep on them, and then steals their fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> and their whole mission was to go and get their candy back. And they end up in this demiplane where it's just their house. And just a void of nothing surrounds it. Yeah, yeah. So they enter the house. They figure out where the basement is, which is this giant labyrinth. They get to the labyrinth, and they find out that she's using all this kid's candy from the centuries past, putting it into this pot, this cauldron, mixing it up to summon a candy dragon to destroy all the children of the world. <laughs> <laughs> that is the coolest story ever. And she find, she does raise a dragon. It was Snickerdoodle made of That's chocolate and candy. so awesome. <laughs> and they fought the dragon, defeated it. And like, yeah! And they get outside the house, and I say, okay, uh... This line that was carved out to create this void starts to dissipate, and grass reappears. And you see that the dragon was really a pinata you guys had made or found or uh, something that's discovered nearby. Mm-hmm. It was this house has always been here. It's just been an abandoned home as you hear your parents calling you home because it's time to go inside. So they were was... playing themselves, playing yes, Dungeons the... and Dragons as kids. It was the imagination of a child. They were playing a game. That's actually okay, so awesome, um, though. And they you, how much of that it? did you write down? Uh None of it. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That is awesome. That is talent. I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> that reminds me of one of our UTTs one time was uh, a character uh, that was like, 
it was a bard specifically, but it was like a guy. It was a player who got like sucked into the game of D and D. I remember that. Like humming, like let the body, like let the bodies hit the floor, and then just like everyone around him just fucking drops. And he's like, "Whoa, what's happening?" He's like, "Yo, whoa, what's going on?" Best vicious mockery jams ever, right there. Yeah. I like that. And one other memory I see on the list that I totally b- can't believe I bl- blanked on it is Shudokan. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That was, that was so much pretty fun. legendary. So yeah. those of you who don't know, do you want to? Okay. It was me, Justin, Brandon. We decided to do a panel at a con. And we ended up doing a live D&D play. And we went whole ham into it. We actually dressed up as the characters. Like, Justin was wearing a wizard's robe. You, Brandon, were wearing like a full-on dragon mask because you were playing a dragonborn. <laughs> and I painted myself like gray. And Justin was a barbarian. Even had like a huge hammer. Mm-hmm. And I even walked up to start talking to you. He had no idea it was me. <laughs> no, he shaved his head. He was all looked like Grog. I think you actually got comments about that. People thought you were Grog. I know. Because it's like, I'm not Grog. I'm Thorg. And yes. I love meat. Yep. Thorg. Yep. Oh, yeah. Thorg like his steak. There you go, so steak. one thing that really set this apart is Brandon made a, a sketchy-ass big B20. <laughs> <laughs> and every time there was a moment that they need to roll a check, the audience did it. Right? Yes. And, All this participation was involved with this. And it really unfolded in front of them, and they got to kind of uh, be involved in it. It was really fun. And the part I enjoyed about, like, a Thorg, too, was the way I explained it was he's not stupid, but pretend if, like, someone tried to learn English from a dictionary. So therefore, he was using words incorrectly as a result because he's taking them literally. <laughs> like, a perfect example of this was as we're getting into a, into a fight, Thorg went, do not worry. Thorg has this. Thorg is a pacifist. And then you know, Terrence went, what? Because <laughs> he always seen me kill stuff at this point. Yeah. And and then fast forward to the fight, as he brought down the hammer and killed the last enemy, he goes, enemy pacified. <laughs> <laughs> and then the yeah, Terrence yeah. just burst out laughing because like he clicked. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Do you have another uh, moment there, Austin? Oh, man. I think one moment, and this wasn't, I guess, part of the show. I guess it was more more plain. Not This wasn't in Plane Shifters. This was in... Uh... Is that in the Avernus? Yeah, I created um, which connected memories. to plane shifters, which did connect to plane shifters, which is why I struggle so hard with it, because uh, <laughs> it's all just one giant thing. I don't find the breakpoints very easily. Um, Clearly, I didn't make the battle ending cal- uh, calamities big enough. I guess I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I wanted to go fight uh, fucking what's her name, uh, Zariel. Yeah, fucking so bad. At the very end, we were all the, on these like weird like ghost horses and i was like i'm just gonna fucking fly around i'm just gonna go beat that bitch's ass but i'm way too fucking weak to fight right now <laughs> he didn't even care i wanted yep. to go fight um but uh it, it kind of taught me that like you and your dm can make like as a player and a dm you guys can like absolutely talk behind all the other players backs and make some absolutely ridiculously crazy moments for stuff oh, yeah because i'm I'm sure Ian knew I was absolutely going to yoink that sword so fast out of that pedestal, but I'm pretty sure Matt was a little hesitant on the whole idea. He's like, I should probably get this before him. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> me and you worked out that, like, I want to use my plot points. I point. gave him plot points. <laughs> yeah, he gave it us a plot It was a great point. idea. I, I loved it. I never used mine, now I think about it. You never did. And neither did Matt, I don't think. He did, because he needed to live. What's oh, a, that's right. What's a plot point? You can you basically just rewrite an event. Rewrite the story in some capacity. So I knew that when I took the Sword of Zariel, I was supposed to turn into a lawful good character. 
guess he, who fucking didn't? Instead of being corrupt, being uh, blessed <laughs> oh by the God. sword, he corrupted the damn instead, sword. Instead, I used my mortal willpower to corrupt the sword of Zario. And I something like that. Is that your idea? Uh, Plot points, or is that like in the book? It's in the it's book. In the book. It's in the uh, DMV. It's oh, a, it's... <laughs> yeah, you can look it up. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, how long you been on the show? <laughs> it was uh, fuck you. Absolutely yoinked that sword, and I caused the entire timeline to shift because what was supposed to happen was I was going to be a good little angel boy and hand the sword back to Zara and be like, "Here you go. This is yours." Instead, I said, "This is mine. I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> <laughs> Great well, times. That was awesome. Wow. Ryan? <clears throat> there was a lot of times where Matt did not like my character. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think that was part of the fun, though. Yeah. Their characters were so opposite, and they role-played them so well that they would literally, I would sit back for like 20 minutes as these two are bickering back and forth in character. Yeah. And if then everyone get... else was jumping in and trying to take sides and stuff. It was glorious. <laughs> Made my job easier. Although, I will admit, I, I did consider the pull sword myself because Merle has like, I kind of wrote down, like, as, like, his flaw, he has, like, the mindset of, what does this button do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are good ones. Uh, Any, oh, Ryan, that's a good one. Any moments from Capes and Crooks that stayed with you? Ooh. Oh, my God. Do you remember um, that? So, Ryan, I don't know if you know, but we created our own uh, RPG based off 5th edition that's superhero called Capes and Crooks. I do have one that, I, that has stayed with me, and that's when, in the final moments where we were trying to, like, keep this train powered so we can keep the life support going my character had resistance to lightning. So I literally grabbed the wirings and I just <laughs> yep. sat there having lightning streaking off my body as I'm literally becoming a power conduit for an entire That was machine. awesome. I like that. Yeah. I kind of like the discussion <laughs> we had about Capes and Crooks was both me and you took the crying fighter class. We did. And we were vastly different characters. Completely different. I couldn't believe it. And I remember at one point we had a discussion of who we, we thought would win in a fight between our characters because of that. Yeah. And I thought I said, I think you would win because A, you had like a aura. I had like three aura effects. It was stupid. Right. And you could fly <laughs> and get a range attack. I sure did. Get, but you also yeah. said, yeah. And I basically just focused on melee combat and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So the result is like, yeah, but you close that distance, you would destroy me. Yeah, and then I die. <laughs> Run away. So I think Capes, if you guys I don't know. I got nerfed three times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I had to, I had to get nerfed on I'm just the like, aura one that time. combination is terrible. <laughs> like, it's just killing everything when he walks. Yeah, I literally uh, just like, walked around bad. and I was nuking things. Um, I don't I know nuking. if we've mentioned this already, point. but Capes and Crooks <clears> is... While the Kickstarter wasn't successful, we sold so many copies. We are um, in the process of doing redoing like a... the layout and making it print on demand. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Uh, that'll be exciting. Which kind of shocked us. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Second best selling product that we've made of all time. Yep. That's insane. Gets... That's actually insane. That's and what? A... And I only thought about this because I saw this on the list somewhere. But this was just when that breach time when it was just me and Justin's house when we did Dawn of Worlds. <laughs> Yes. Um, if you guys have not played Dawn of Worlds, we did. We did. Um, I think it was all of us, wasn't it? Or no? No. We tried to do it there. once on Discord, but it didn't really go Maybe anywhere. Maybe that's the one that fell out. No, that was a different group. Because I think he yeah. was in one of the, the Dawn of World games I played. Though I think I've done more than yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Game. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Dawn of Worlds is absolutely amazing because you sit around the table with friends. As gods. And, as gods, and you get certain coin uh, tokens, uh, uh, currency every turn to do different things. Shape mountains, sink cities, create, you know, citadels, all these things. It's a and world you, building tool, basically. And you build a world in the night having fun. And then at the end of it, 
not only do you have an entire story, I remember you introduced banks to it. I remember that. <laughs> and the uh, concept of banking. Yeah, banking. How could yeah. you? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, I protect their money. <laughs> I, I, I was the evil what? god. I, I went in saying, okay. I'm going to be the bad yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All yeah. right, all right. Now, I do remember when we did, you, you created, like, uh, what was it, elves? At one point, you even created, like, uh, ice tieflings. Interesting. Fire <laughs> dwarves <laughs> invaded my ice tieflings and then enslaved them, and then I had fire tieflings. Yeah. And you had ice dwarves. Yeah. More like, more, I, mean, it's reversed, I started off yeah, as yeah, fire yeah. dwarves, <laughs> and Justin tried to nuke them so many times of existence, but their plot armor was so hard, and it... <laughs> Like, one perfect example of this was, like, the fire dwarves, like, their home base, if you will, was the origin from a volcano. And Justin dropped a freaking asteroid on the volcano with his plot point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I forgot about that. But, <laughs> but then, to a surprise, basically, all that way half of the fire dwarves popped on the ground. Who did that? <laughs> um, Who threw that meteor at me? So that was really fun. Uh, if you I'll it. Uh, you can check out. You can find the link on our uh, blog that I wrote about it too. Yep. Oh, um, the fi- the file is hard to find. You really gotta. Yeah, I've yeah. Every time I've wanted it, I've had to message you and be like, "Hey, do you still have that?" <laughs> You're like, "Yep." Check. <laughs> so, um, did you have any other uh, big memories there, Ryan? Uh, yeah. Do you remember uh, what was this character? Was it was it Chark? Was that the character name? Uh, it sounds familiar. It was Cody's character. Yep, yep, I do. I read that Cody the other day. Old crotchety man who talk like this all the time. And uh, my man, he almost TPK'd us because <laughs> level three. And we're like, do it, or, you know, going through the story and we're in this cave and uh, there's a roper. And uh, oh, yeah. for some reason, Shark ended up feeling insulted. And he says the word, you don't insult me, varmint, and then shoots it with a fireball. <laughs> After it that was Cody? Of leaving unharmed. Because <laughs> it was like, He's like what? Leave, and we're like, all right, cool, cool. And then it, it said it something. Jo- it ate Josh's character, didn't it? <laughs> like, at least you know what's good for you. Um, yeah, one I like how every I remember who it was. Yeah. I, I like how anytime any kind of monster was mentioned, he's like, is that some kind of varmint? <laughs> he played very much like the old uh, Yosemite Sam. Yosemite yeah, Sam. Sam. Yeah, he had the yeah, attitude, yeah. and he nailed it, and it was Ooh. it was glorious. And I do remember that. I was like, this Roper is going to demolish him if they try to fight it. Okay. He's like, what did that varmint say? <laughs> <laughs> that was also very around the time uh, that this isn't really related to the game, but uh, you thought at Christmas. one point that he drank your drink. And you got really grossed out by it. So then for the next week, he kept sending you threatening texts about how your drink was going to get sipped. (laughs) (laughs) He sent you that picture of him taking a drink and it was flashing letters that said sipped. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember, man, uh, I played, I played like a, a fighter samurai character. And it was that one shot we played where it was at that that fucking drinking party 
like D and D session with uh, who was it? Jeff Stevens ran was that it Jeff game Stevens? with us. Yes, yes. it was yeah. play testing so we could fight his big keg golem. Yeah, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That was so funny. Oh, my God, that was so that was such a fun one. He oh made my one that God, just... he gave us like a oh a fucking sobriety meter or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, we're gonna get smashed at this weird D and D thing. Okay, cool. And then I played a well, it was an ASMR Divine Soul Sorcerer. Absolutely. And you handled your drink better than everyone in the fucking party. <laughs> I, I remember basically when I went Super Saiyan, going to like his like uh, boosted actual form, then yeah, Twin yeah, Spell yeah. like uh, upcasted. <laughs> oh, what's that one spell? Oh god, I don't remember, dude. It's like the one that I always used for clerics, not Sacred Flame, it's but like Guiding Light. Guiding, guiding Light, bolt. yeah. Guiding, guiding Bolt. Guiding, yeah. guiding Bolt. And you're like, wow, that's my opening move. As <laughs> 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 I twin spelled it. Upcasted. Oh my god. Oh, that's really good. Uh, oh my god, you guys. Yep. I also want to point out for like one more memory. Mm. Not once, but twice, we've had viewers give us hot sauce. Yeah, twice. Oh yeah. If I had a nickel for twice, every yeah. single time a viewer gave us hot sauce. I'd have two nickels. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Okay. Yeah. Now, the last time we actually met two of our viewers, husband and wife, at GooseCon, yep. and they gave us some scorpion hot sauce. And we eventually had it on air. Yeah, ghost that, pepper, uh, scorpion pepper in it. It was good. scorpion. It was scorpion. It had another pepper in it too. Wait, what? It was, it was ghost in there, but scorpion was the big one. Uh, ghost All I know is it goes in and out the same, and the pain is equal. And I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't like wiping my ass and seeing blood. <laughs> but the other time, like a viewer sent us. Uh, it's like all tender now. Yeah. Like, ow, ow. And the other time, a viewer <laughs> sent us some blueberry reaper sauce. That was amazing. Justin, he just kept been coughing more and more, dying. Brandon's going, oh, this is great, because like turning more and more red as he keeps eating stuff. <laughs> but then goes, I'll be right back. Gets up, leaves. Then we hear him scream outside. And I'm just sitting there like, no reaction whatsoever. We're like, hey, that's very good. And you're like, are you a freaking alien? I'm like, yeah. no, but that would explain a lot. I did what I, I did finally see him break down. You did the one chip thing. The one chip challenge. And I, I swear to God, he was so red, he looked like an apple. <laughs> and that's when I realized my tolerance is in the Oh my god. I realized my tolerance was not what it used to be. How'd you so handle it? it? Work and on the boat, like up in the, like, we just found one. Seems like a. Okay. Just found a chip just lying around, like, I'm gonna eat that. And yep. so we were just like, let's break it up and let's do it. <laughs> um, okay. So, with that memory in mind. Oh my god. No, you stay the hell away from me. I'm not. <laughs> I'm good, I'm thanks. I'm not going near it. Trace the Yablos. $20. I'm not going near it. Twenty dollars for a bottle of torture. Yeah, you know there's Holokia. There's more expensive ways, I guess. What's Holokia? All right, I guess it's Ghost, just by a different name. You know, we could end we could end uh, drug problems by putting hot sauce in every mixture. I remember you guys caught me saying that I had swamp ass on my. God, it never left us ever since. It stayed forever. It's in the intro. It's in the intro. Uh, he has come. Yep. And he has gone. Oh, All right. Me. Honestly, I have, this has been seven years of a journey that Alicia did not think would get past two episodes, who is now <laughs> sitting go, behind a desk <laughs> yeah. with so much electronics and shit mm. running the show because I was doing such a terrible job. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for all your support. Absolutely. Um, I know you didn't believe in me. 
Yep. But now you do. <laughs> but I don't. Still don't doesn't. Blame it. Blame it. No. Yeah. Still right. <laughs> but honestly, I'm my favorite memory is meeting all of you and being able to talk our favorite hobby together. Yeah. Absolutely. Meeting all our uh, uh, all of our online friends and all of our listeners mm-hmm. and you guys are awesome when you join us on Discord. Those memories. Uh, not everyone gets that, and you guys have mm. made it a real oh, special God. experience. <laughs> yeah, anything hot right now. And I'm trying to be, you know, all old man memory here, but they're distracting me with their acid <laughs> sauce. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you for all of the time you've supported our show. Absolutely. Um, I do want to take are those tears in your eyes. No, are you gonna cry? No, there's no tears in my eyes. You gonna cry? cry? He's an old man now. Sorry, I cried before I got here. <laughs> oh, so he's gonna he cry. Is. Fuck no! I I took the last stuff they gave me and I regretted that Don't too. Don't your eyes. <laughs> you know, why not? Alicia hasn't actually been on camera. Okay. Has Alicia ever? That there we go. <laughs> Good enough. Take your headset yeah. off. Come on. Nah. Come say Here hi. And bow. She's the one that keeps the show going. So <laughs> wave at the camera. There it is. There yeah. she is. There she goes. Holy go. shit. Um, there we go. Before we close out today, I think that yeah, um, I'd like to uh, once again remind everyone: Alex's bombastic oddities launches February twenty first. Um, if you don't know, uh, Alex <laughs> is a uh, a person who has many challenges, including dyslexia, but always wanted to write a book. So we've encouraged her, and we've tried to help her and coach her to end up creating an absolutely stunning piece of. Uh, content, um, a book she's super happy to put out. It's being designed to be accessible, so it's got writing styles that help with people with dyslexia. It's color coded for those with color blindness, um, and so hopefully you'll want to uh, check it out. It's full of all kinds of amazing world building. If there's one thing I got to give uh, huge credit to Alex is her ability to create stories i love being part of initiative and intrigue uh which you can catch on uh twitch.tv slash alex bomb uh every other friday where the world building that she does has is a next level shit and she's put it into a book along with all kinds of d100 tables to help flesh out your world are you gonna be okay over there yeah okay Uh, so If that's something that sounds interesting to you, our pre-launch page is up, so please visit our Kickstarter and click to get notified on launch. One of the best things you can do when supporting a a, a project like this is to back it the day it comes, the that day it launches. Sure. The algorithms love that shit, so yep. mm-hmm. please consider visiting it. Rebrand.ly slash ABO Kickstarter. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, a question from an audience member, which is a good question too. Uh, how is it going from podcast to streaming? Um, it sucks. That's why we're going back to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many more things that become a problem when you're trying to stream. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. and it really is a challenge. Um, like when the power. Goes not that out. it sucks. Obviously, that's an oversimplification, but. When something goes wrong, it goes wrong hard. It goes wrong hard and it affects the viewer's experience. If we're just recording a podcast in our own time and something goes wrong, we have however long it takes to get it to work right. Mm -hmm. So you get the best quality experience. And right now, that's one of the the struggles um, of trying to get everything better. So um, it's funny you actually ask about that 
because I just spilled the beans. So we want to thank everyone for the last seven years. Uh, Mm -hmm. We could have never come as far without you guys. And we wanted to let you know that we do have some changes coming up and we hope you'll continue on this journey with us. Um, This will be the last episode of the Crit Academy Dungeons and Dragons discussion podcast. Oh, yeah. So let that sink in, you guys. <sighs> Our last episode is Crit Academy Dungeons and Dragons podcast. But we're not going away. We are launching a new podcast <laughs> at the end of this month <laughs> called Crit Academy Dice and Dialogue. What is this? I'm so glad you asked. Uh. It is a tabletop RPG discussion podcast. Join us as we try a variety of games and then share our experiences with you. We will discuss what makes each game special, what we feel could use some improvements because we're experts, and what aspects you can integrate into other games. Now, we will talk. We will, in addition to that, we will be talking system agnostic tips and tricks. Yeah, and some people are panicked. <laughs> yeah, products, <laughs> and oh, products that you can bring to any game table. In addition, the three of us, myself, Justin, Ian, and Brandon, will now also be joined by Alex Baum as a co-host. Whoa. And we're super excited for that. Yep. Now, there are going to be some big <laughs> changes here. Um, the new podcast will be bi-weekly. Uh, we will no longer be streaming episodes live since we will be recording multiple episodes once per month and videos of each episode will be released to patrons right away yep. and then will be available on YouTube for everyone on a delayed schedule. Makes sense. I'm excited for this because that means we can join the premiere of the yeah, episode yeah, yeah. and actually talk to you in chat about what we were doing and some other things. So what it's I a little more – huh? <laughs> what I used to do. Yeah, so it's a little more impersonal. And a direct conversation, which I think would be fun because we get to engage directly with you. Uh, that means we won't be live, but we think that this will be a better for us in the long run. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ricardo. His what? podcast is, is what he found that he wanted to learn about Dungeons & Dragons when we helped him. Well, yeah, let's, hope that, yeah, yeah. let's hope that all the new stuff we're going to be covering is going to move into and, it and, and continue to help you that get That makes me excited. What? That all the new content we're going to be bringing. And that's because... We sit here every week and we talk about all this awesome stuff that people create and all these ideas that we have, but we never actually play anything. Yeah. And now we're going to sit down and we get to play a game. And it's and a it's different mechanic different. every time. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Absolutely. So, yeah. Now, I still haven't read it. Or might not be I awesome. Do, you know. Okay. I, I have to say, <laughs> just going from the chat, there was like a slight panic attack in chat when they thought we were quitting. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but then you saw, but then you saw like a new one's coming and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, like this one right here says, I literally found this podcast because I was new to DMing and wanted tips and tricks too. And honestly, like as I like worked on this podcast, I feel like I've leveled up so hard as yeah. like a yeah. D&D player in general. So much yeah. that I've used from this. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that I don't even like think about anymore that like it's just, it's just in my like how I play now. I'm so glad that I've been able to spread <clears throat> my proverbial D&D seed all over you guys. I hate you. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not <laughs> here anymore. Sucks, this one. <laughs> When the podcast initially initially started with the three of us, it was we had the experienced DM, the man experienced with multiple board games, and the person who has a uh, newbie Clueless. experience looking at this from outside. And the box it's saying, funny oh, because so this, this, this. what ended up happening point... was after you left, they just got another newbie. <laughs> I'm at the point where I'm not just a newbie anymore, and I can't deal with that. It's kind of weird. You are now experts. You have graduated from the academy. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Finally! Yeah! 
I have a fucking diploma finally. <laughs> okay. I'll send it in an email. Where's Thank my tassel? And say GM Pegerson had a request, and I think it's one that deserves to be uh, followed up on. Three, episode 300? Can you get some 300 style awoos? Oh, Great Academy! What's your profession? Awoo! 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 Great. Yeah. We did it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, please make sure that you sign up to our newsletter. Stay tuned to our social media for all the latest updates. For everyone listening to this, we have a huge, huge, huge request from you. When the new show drops um, everywhere, (laughs) I'm thinking specifically iTunes, but wherever you get it, please make a valiant effort to listen to each of the first episodes as soon as they come out, the day they come out, yeah. the algorithms love that, and we want Absolutely. our we want to be able to reach as many as we can. And I don't think people realize how important that is for podcasters. Yeah, and it'll be a new feed too, so you'll have to resubscribe to the new feed. Yeah, um, leave reviews, all that jazz. So, uh, Audible. Audible. Yep. Yeah. Audible. I don't know. Are we on? I think we're on Audible. We should uh, be on, I thought we were on everything. If we're <laughs> on it now, we'll still be on it. If we're not on it, and we need to be, send me an email and I'll get us there. Uh, here, here's, here's another memory, memory that we had from a long time ago. We're like herpes. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some more than others. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us for the 300th episode uh, in the last episode of Crit Academy uh, D&D Podcast. Uh, I want to do a special thanks to Austin and our buddy uh, Ryan. Thank you guys so much. I'm clapping for Ryan. For coming. Uh, I didn't think that this would actually happen. I was super excited that you both accepted. Um, Absolutely. I feel like you guys were there through, from the beginning, through the middle, and now the end. Um, but we're not going away. We're just evolving because Watsy are big douchebags. We're revamping. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's fair. And I think that this is the best for us. And we get to play new games. I no longer – I get to buy new games and then play them and write, and write it off. And write it, and write it, it off. off. As <laughs> a business a expense. Business expense. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Uh, oh, oh, we were found on Pandora. I didn't even know we were there. <laughs> There's still a Pandora. Yes. I still use Pandora. I, I thought, I I thought Pandora. Spotify swallowed them like Pac-Man and one of those old ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel so because right. I had Pandora and I'll see Critical Role. It's like right underneath it. I have Credit Academy, and I go, eh. <laughs> I get Critical Role. Because I've already done our shows. I've listened to them. I mean, I, I guess that's it. fair, right? If you already, you're literally the show. I know, but yeah, it's kind of weird to, like, sit at home and listen to your own podcast. Yeah, it'd be kind of yeah. weird. It's, yeah, I, I haven't done it in a long time. That's like something Kanye would it's do. weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're all uh, just sitting, looking at the oh, mirror, listening oh to our own God. show, like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That's nice. <laughs> Something Kanye would do. Uh, well, we did change the name like Kanye. Hey, what's his new name now? Y E. I don't know. Anyways, anyway. Anyway. All right, that'll do it for the last episode of the Crit Academy Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I am your host Justin. I'm your co-host Ian. I'm your co-host Brandon. I'm your co-host Austin. I'm your co-host Ryan. Thanks for listening. Keep your blade sharp and spells prepared, heroes.
it just occurred to me we Cuts! just did an episode and we so did not never. say once, don't be a dick. This is ah. the first episode not saying don't be a dick. Oh well, that's okay, it's because we're all dicks. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.